0: Well, hello, folks, and welcome to the big show. This is we, the peeps. It's the American Soccer Podcast in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the World Cup Qualified USMNT. It's me. I'm Clayton, and I'm an artist. I can't even speak. Oh
1: my god!
0: I'm Ty, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm very happy. And we have always loved the Nats. Welcome in, newcomers, World Cup only, listeners, to this pod. Bandwagon-ass fans. Bandwagon-ass fans, welcome in! (laughs) We love the Nats. Let's do this thing. It's We the Peeps. It's We the Peeps. Welcome to We the Peeps. Are you ready for We the Peeps? Holy moly, it's We the Peeps. Welcome in, folks, to a very, 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 very special uh, recap episode. This is technically a recap of. Costa Rica versus the US MNT, the, the final, the ultimate World Cup qualifying match, which we would indeed uh, lose. fantastic. However, we did we succeeded in losing by an amount that would allow us to qualify for the big show, the World Cup. And as many of you listeners know, as many of you faithful are aware, there is only one tournament that matters to this podcast. It is the tournament that started this podcast, and it is the only reason that this podcast has ever existed, and that is the World Cup. And folks, we are going home. We are coming home. We are going to the World Cup in Qatar. We will not miss this. We get at least three group stage games in a motherfucking World Cup for once in the life of this pod. Folks, let's get into all that. But first, a little bit of housekeeping. The format of this show will change in the next cycle. This is the time to get everyone you know invested in this show. People are going to start to talk about the World Cup. Um, People are going to know that the US has qualified. They're going to start to hear about our group stage that we're in. They're going to start to hear about the dates. There's probably some crazy, uh, intense and, and um, you know, w- sort of relevant on the world-scale news that's going to come out of Qatar between now and then. I have a feeling uh, there will be Important human rights issues coming up around this tournament no cap. Oh, yes Uh, So this is going to be on the minds of the people that you know and love in the world around you and please when this This tournament comes up when this team comes up when anything related uh, to the World Cup or the USMNT is mentioned in your life Please say check out we the peeps Um, Because this is the only place that people need to go am I right Ty?
1: Still can't talk, sorry.
0: Still can't talk, sorry. Still processing. Too long. Didn't read. The housekeeping. Let's end it right there. End of housekeeping. Sweep, sweep, tie. Sweep them up. I'm going to line them up, and I'm going to give a very half-hearted game recap, because this was a very half-heartedly played game. The U.S. would lose 2-0. Uh, the starting lineup, both gloves, Zach Steffen. We're going to have walking for miles. Miles Robinson and Walker Zimmerman on the left. Jedi Robinson on the right. Andre De Yedlin. You know it. In the center. Andre. <sighs> Jossie. 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 <laughs> In the center midfield. That's, oh my <laughs> that's for my God. longtime peeps out there. In the center midfield, we're going to have a midfield trio of Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams. And Eunice Musa. Eunice know him, Eunice love him, Eunice Musa. Eunice protect his house. Up front, we're going to have Christian Polisic, the porcelain prince, Christian Polisic. Ricardo Pepe, le Pew, 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 Pew. And future leader of the free world, Timothy Wea. That was our starting 11. Um, I don't know. The US uh, came out sluggish. It was sluggish. I'm pulling up some notes. I'm not sure if I really care about them or not, but. Let's get through this as quickly as possible. Stefan, Rip up the notes. Quick WTP highlights: Zach Stefan being very flexible before kickoff. Thank you, base God. <laughs> we loved it. That might have been that might have been the hottest fire content of the whole uh, ninety minutes. Was Stefan stretching? Wow, wow, amazing stuff. Um, US almost gave up an instant penalty. Costa Rica. Uh, but um, Ke- Navas was time-wasting on his first possession of the ball in this one. So really setting the tone for expectations. Uh, the the Costa Rica, for those of you who didn't watch or weren't paying attention, came out with essentially a B-team squad. They, they're expecting to either draw or lose this game, end up going to uh, the playoff versus New Zealand. They don't want to get any yellows for their big stars, so they play all these young and hungry B-team squad players. It was really looking like an opportunity for the U.S. to... To win a caveated historic victory away in Costa Rica, and Kaylor Navas, um, you know, uh, illustrated that point by time wasting uh, in the first on his first possession. Um, Twenty-six minutes in, not much has happened. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Costa Rica would carve out a couple chances. Pulisic got fouled a lot. Whatever, boring, boring, boring. Halftime. So far, so good. Zero zero. Let's let's get back out there and get a little uh, halftime talk. Heat this one up, Greggy. You got this GG. Turn him up. Um and then in the 50th minute, uh Costa Rica scored off a random corner. It looked savable, gotta say. Zach Stefan. Looked very savable. This was a typic this was truly just archetypal corner to a guy in the box, unmarked. Zachy No Hands. Zachy No Hands Turner. <laughs> And then uh, CRC scores off another free kick, and it's another weird Zaki Nohans moment uh, where he comes out too far, and then he's backtracking, but he backtracks too far, and and then as the ball cuts back across the face of goal, he does a weird, poorly timed... Jumpy thing. Jumpy thing that I don't understand. (laughs) All of a sudden, this young Costa Rica side is up 2-0, and it's not looking good. The U.S. is tired. A bunch of subs, we got to see a bunch of, a bunch of uh, you know, a bunch of US names you know and love. Shaq Moore, Gio Reyna, Jordan Morris, Luca De La Torre was already in at this point, and Jesus Ferreira. Um, pretty boring end of this game, but uh, at the end of it all, it was a fact that we had qualified for the World Cup and we got to watch this young, hungry, competitive USMNT <sighs> side try to decide whether or not to celebrate. Ty, what were your first impressions?
1: The only thing I could think about
0: really while
1: watching this game is the journey that you and I have been on over the last six and a half-ish years, seven years with this show. I, I, I love the national team, but the national team is so much more to me because of this show. And it's not just us. It's all of the... Amazing fans who've supported us. It's Kwame, the professor, our guests, the people who have put in time and energy and work to make this happen.
0: So I
1: called you from the art studio at my dad's farm, the professor, out in beautiful Princeton-ish New Jersey. And we talked for an hour about the national team, I did a Jurgen Klinsman impression, and we had no expectations and no, no goal. The goal was just to enjoy each other and enjoy this team. and and spend time together. And what it has become is so precious to me that yesterday having all of that wrapped together was just overwhelming. It was just, <laughs> I didn't know what I was gonna feel, but when, when the final whistle blew, you can see the video on Twitter. Uh, I just couldn't handle. I couldn't handle the the flood of feelings of thinking back at this last seven years that we've been on this journey. All the, you know, the the, the hope that we had and the the enjoyment that we got from the team, and then punctured by this just terrible experience of watching the team flounder and ultimately fail in the last cycle. And just thinking back to the the Dave Saruman era and thinking back to Jossie Josie, all these, like, <laughs> I was like, it was like, I saw this, I saw the timeline flash before my eyes, you know, this, this, so much work by this team and so much work by us as a fan base and as a community to grow something, you know, the for for the American outlaws and for the, the people who work at U.S. soccer and, you know, everybody just desperately wanting this to actually work and happen. So I just I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful to have had this experience as a human being on my own to journey with this team and with you in particular to build a little little community that is so special and different and fun and it's not just about the team it's about what the team does for us you know what 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 our lives look like because the team is there and and part of that is this show and these people so that's the only thing i can really think about with this game is just how grateful i am for for all of you people uh and for you in particular clayton
0: yeah thank you man Thank you for those thoughtful words. Um, there's a funny thing with entertainment, which is what sports is. It's entertainment. Um, yeah, the the jester only has power insofar as we, we give them power by caring, right? And when I yes. look at Christian Pulisic and when I look at Tim Weah, when I look at Tyler Adams, I see... To me, actual superheroes. The things that they are able to do with a soccer ball are so incredible to me. Um, And getting to watch them literally grow up in front of my eyes has been uh, one of the great joys of my life. Um, But, Ty, it is as you say that all of this only matters, right? This team only matters because me and you care, right? And me and you only matter because these people, the peeps, you, the listener who is listening, care. Our conversation has only developed in the way it has because of you listeners. Um, It only matters because it's observed, right, by you, the listener. So, Ty, I want to respond in kind first and foremost that uh, the only thing that has ever really mattered to me, and this is the great secret of this show, right? This (laughs) this is the great peek behind the curtain. The only thing that has ever truly mattered to me, um, the thing that I care about the most, is you, Ty. I love you so much. And um, starting this show for me was always about you and about us hanging out um in the process of of doing that i've discovered a love for this team and a joy for this team that i i will cherish and will carry with me for the rest of my life um and i've discovered this incredible community of listeners who have gathered around us and around our whatever our whatever it is whatever thing it is that is it maybe the banter? It's probably not the analysis of the game. It's some <laughs> some chemistry that we have developed over the past seven, uh, over our, our entire lives, you know, and then honed over the past seven years that that you listeners have have supported and um, have been willing to kind of stand behind. And uh, so it means so, so very much to me, both, Ty, the opportunity to do this project with you all the way to, you know, what to me is, this is completion for me, right? We've, we've, we've qualified we're going to a world cup we're going to get to have the cherry of doing this pod with these listeners at a world cup so special it's it's total completion and it's it's
1: it's so hard to describe the it's not as if it really only matters because of the world cup right like these experiences and these moments that we share um As human beings are are valuable in and of themselves but the world cup is just has this mythic quality to it that's like nothing else not not just in sports but in life you know what what i see in the world cup is is the promise of humanity to make a better world that we can find this kind of shared language of soccer And that we can come together in peace. To create something great to create. Moments of human brilliance that are shared by the whole world. So for me, it's just it's. It's so much more when the World Cup is involved and because it's so rare, it makes it even more piquant. And because we missed. I never knew, I never knew how much I wanted us to qualify, until we missed. Mm. I could not, I could not understand that feeling, until it was gone. And I I, I wonder how many of you, like, I was so distressed yesterday, looking, scrolling through Twitter and seeing people like, we we, we only got in because we lost. We're in third place. It's like, dude, we made it to the World Cup. I don't care. I don't give a fuck what happened to get us into the World Cup. We're above the line. We're above the fucking line. And the, and I don't want to just. I don't want to. Sour this by critiquing the way that we got there. Like, yeah, of course, there's stuff I would I would have loved to see differently.
0: But We're above the line. <laughs> we did it, man. Um, we did it. So we did it. We did it. I want to add to your to the yeah. I, w- I want to second the the, the motion there that the World Cup is a special thing in human society. Right? We're not yes. We're yes, not talking yes. about something that's niche anymore. You know, when we talk about the Gold Cup, it's niche. When we talk about Dave Saruman versus France, it's niche. When we talk about the World fidget Cup, we're talking the fidget spinner. <laughs> the fidget spinner. When we talk about the World Cup, we are talking about the single greatest piece of entertainment that humanity has. In my, it, it, in my opinion, it, it is could even most be the greatest you- piece of politics. Like, it, you know what I mean? It's the greatest human experience. It's the most, yeah, it's the most of all the things. For our species, guys. This is not For our species. It's, it's the yeah. thing. It's the thing. When aliens, yes, you yes. know, aliens observing yes, us are like yes, yes. in as part of the dossier is like every four years this weird thing happens. <laughs> and that's like pretty high up on the study. Is like trying to understand what that thing is.
1: It's like the second paragraph.
0: Yeah. After uh, you know. The Crusades, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The the plague. (laughs) So okay. So here we are. It's happening. Um, There's a draw on Friday. uh, There's a draw, which is so insane. Um, It's insane. We are indeed third, and I think it's it's okay that that's a little disappointing. I think Christian Pulisic is disappointed by that. I love that he's disappointed by that. Um, If you're a fan, dude, yeah, count your count your lucky stars. We are going to this tournament and anything can happen. But what does third place mean in the draw? Does that affect the draw? I don't really know how the World Cup draw works.
1: Yeah, so it's sort of tangentially it does. So the way it works is that the 32 teams get divided into four pots. And the pots are determined by the relative um, rankings, the, the FIFA rankings of the Teams, if I recall, or yeah, it's like it's some combination of things where basically the better you do, the the uh, higher pot you get. <laughs> Sick, <laughs> <If> you... <laughs> bro. <laughs> uh, and and so by not having the best results, you know, maybe we we could have gotten knocked down. But the the fact that we were in pot that we are in pot two surprised me um, because I think we've only ever been in pots three and four. Um, for draws in the past. So something must have changed maybe with the coefficient of CONCACAF or something that put both us and Mexico in POT2 All right, and the, POT2 is a good FIFA, place
0: It's the FIFA score
1: coefficient. We... Yeah The um, yeah, mi- mystical FIFA score. So uh, POT2 is a good place to be because what it means basically is that um, We are we, we you cannot get anyone else who's in POT2 and the rest of POT2 is filled with high-quality teams so when we were in pot three, we would get a pot one team and a pot two team and a pot four team. And now we get a one, a three, and a four. So bumping da- down the ladder there on that middle team is very, very important because that that eliminates, like Germany, for example, who's in the the second pot, um, from from being one of our uh, our group mates. The other thing, looking at the draw, is that I feel I I'm, I might want to. Go back and compare but i feel like there are a lot fewer softballs than before um so i feel like any of the groups is going to be is going to be a substantial challenge and i'm i'm here for it i don't i it's easy to say now but like i'm not overly invested in our um our outcome from this tournament you know, because everything is pointing to that that 2026 World Cup as the one where there's real pressure on outcome. Um, I just want to see this team be themselves and and show the world what we've gotten to enjoy and what we've gotten to understand and like um, sort of internalize as what U.S. soccer can be. That may come with results, it may not. But if, if we delight and we change perception and we stamp our brand
0: on the World Cup, I'm gonna be very happy. Ooh, baby, McKenny Adams coming. Pulisic. In the mother. Can you imagine everyone coming.
1: being healthy? I mean, it's it's just delicious. It's delicious. We we go way at the nine. Yep, Geo, Gioa front three.
0: Oh. Oh God, yeah. McKenny yes.
1: Adams Musa. Oh. oh. It's we downhill have, we have from eye. here. Jedi Robinson, AC Milan's Jedi Robinson. AC Milan. Uh, <laughs> Borussia Dortmund's Miles Robinson. Sure, um, sure. We'll take uh, it. Manchester United's um, Walker Zimmerman.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: and uh, FC Dallas's
0: Sergino Dest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Oh, oh yeah, and oh, don't forget Bayern Munich's Matty Two Hands turnout Bayern Munich's Matty Two Hands. <laughs>
1: It's the heir apparent to Manuel Neuer. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, it's, it's the, the team is going to be so spicy and like, there's going to be so many, there's going to be so many eyes on it. I mean, it's, it is a really exciting team. Like you think of some of these, these, you know, cool young teams going into tournaments in the past, like the, the Belgium team in, in Brazil, for example, or the, the Serbia team going
0: into the last world cup. Like we're. There-ish. We're like we're a there-ish. young, golden age Belgium team. Yeah. What year Belgium? Right. What tor- what tournament Belgium are we? We're 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 not
1: the 2014 Belgium team, but we are we are maybe the 2010 ball team. <laughs> Let's go have with that. to look back. footballia.net. Check out the 2010. Yeah, footballia or like look at the look at the FIFA squads. Um yeah. but yeah, it's it, it, we're we're going to be one of those teams where people are like, "Oh, the US could make a run." You know, and that's that's pretty cool. And I it, whether they make a run or not I mean, I'm going to live and die on every kick of the ball, but as I said, like what's important to me is that people see this. People see this like that goes for Americans and it goes for people outside the country because we have something truly special here. It's, a, it's just a beautiful group of players. They love each other. They have great harmony and great purpose. And they're growing up together and they're doing things on a club level that have never been done by Americans. That's right. Not even close. So... I'm just so proud. I mean, that's the other thing. I'm just so proud of these these young men. They did it. For, they fucking for did it, man. The objective. They, you know, could they have done it with some more style? Absolutely. Were there struggles? Absolutely. But you're talking about a team where the average age is what, like, 21, 22?
0: if that. Yeah.
1: You know, this this is just the beginning. Imagine imagine another team. You know, what what other team is going to go into the World Cup with a younger squad? You know,
0: none of them's. None of them. We may, I mean, we may really, realistically be the youngest team in, at the World Cup. So insane, man. It's so insane and it's so exciting. Um, what happens... So we do the draw, right? And some of those, you were saying, some of the the balls in those pots, uh, those bibbledy-bobbledy lottery balls are... Uh, placeholders that some teams are not yet determined. Due to yes, qualifying. yeah. There's
1: yes, yes, and the the qualifier involving Ukraine is gonna. Who knows when that's actually gonna get resolved? Um. So it'll it, we we could end up with some wild cards, uh, in the group that we don't know exactly who the team will be until it actually plays out. The world is a crazy place, man. Uh... It's a crazy place, and it's it's a crazy time. I mean god god can Ukraine please qualify? Oh my god. So, what, that would be so special. Nothing would ever I mean that would that would just in and of itself make the tournament so special. Um even if they don't good on them for for doing their best and the world is with them and yeah, thinking of them. 100% hoping that they hoping they succeed
0: hundred percent. But anyway. Did um, you ever see, yeah, do yeah. you remember, uh, there's like a weird era of Dragon Ball Z before it turns to Dragon Ball GT where it's like about a tournament. It's before the, the, um, the androids <laughs> <real>. show up. <laughs> okay. Okay. You don't where remember you this? this? I, no, well, I there's, there's I just a long period of the show. Dragon Ball Z is like this where there's these long periods of time before like any fights happen. And we're yes, in that yes. right now. And it's like everyone's like preparing for the tournament. Uh, anyone who's seen this era of Dragon Ball Z, any of the listeners who can remember it, will appreciate this reference. So all 25 of us and literally anyone else who's listening to this, including Ty, my co-host, totally lost. That's fine. Totally um, lost. Totally lost. <laughs> um, But yeah, long buildup. It's very exciting. We're, we're seeing everyone's... Uh, we're, we're now tuning in, right? We're going from being tuned into the CONCACAF region what's happening in Canada, what's happening yes, in Mexico, yes, yes, what's yes, happening... Yes, 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 We're now exactly. expanding as fans into awareness of the world, right? We're exactly, starting to ask exactly. the question, what happened with Africa qualifying? What's going on with Europe qualifying? Is New Zealand good? You know? <laughs> um,
1: yeah, yeah. And, dude, I mean, I going into this recording, you know, it's been less than 24 hours. Like I, I haven't absorbed the fact that we've qualified. I like hearing you say that in the intro, it hit me again as if like, it was a dream and I just found out that it was real. It's, it's just real, so buddy. it's so incredible to just, I, I love, I love this experience of this, this build up and this anticipation and the eventual heartbreak. Because it's highly unlikely that, that we're going to win the tournament, so uh, thirty-one teams get knocked out. You know, and and it's likely that we're gonna we're gonna get knocked out.
0: And it's so worth it.
1: <laughs> it's just so worth it, even it's though so that moment it. is so heartbreaking. You know, and it's just um, God. It's good. God, it's good. I'm just to... I'm so grateful to be able to have the like. Oh, it, after mentally like pushing it off, not. Trying to get my hopes up and not trying to let myself go there to finally be able to go there and to be to think about a group and to to really really cast my my you know hopes and attention on on this tournament it's it's so delicious
0: yeah we've been saying hypothetical tournament for for four years and now it's real um, it's real Clayton it's so it's special but just to the nature of the tournament is just to like touch the opportunity to you know to touch the sun is so special and exciting. Um, mm-hmm. It is likely that the best team who goes to the World Cup will will fail to win it. That's quite likely, right? right. We're far from the best team going to the World Cup, right? Um, there, we'll do previews on previews. So maybe now's not the time to really, yeah. We'll get there. We'll really get there. Get I, I, you know,
1: uh, group speculation is kind of like the most boring. Of these uh, stages, but once we actually have a group, I mean, I would love to, you know, really study and dig in. I I, I can't remember the groups ever being drawn this early. I don't know why they're doing it now. COVID but somehow everything is just COVID, COVID. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> most huh. things are just eh, COVID. COVID? <laughs> So, but it's cool because
0: we're really going to get the chance to like follow the (laughs) other three teams. Like Zach, Zach Stefan's weird hop in the goal before the Costa Rica goal. Eh, COVID? eh, eh. (laughs) Is that why? (laughs) Maybe somehow that was because of COVID.
1: (laughs) So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that process of of actually like maybe even becoming a fan of like some new teams, like getting getting to know those other teams. Uh, a lot differently in in the way that we watch the the European game, for example,
0: this is also around the time when you and I start to tune into what's happening with the Japanese team. You know, where we are Japanese Americans as all Ameri- as you know, almost all Americans, we have close ties with another nation. Um, and, uh, but we're more, you know, the normal fan life cycle for the Japanese team. We will yes, yes, yes. know a bunch we're, of the players. We're uh, Japan casuals. Japan casuals. By yeah. the end of the tournament, we'll have a few favorite Japanese players. And By we'll the be, end of the tournament, we'll be crying. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be crying that they got bent out. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so consider doing that for yourselves, too. You know, if you've been following the Nats, that's great. Um, but who else can you start to get a little bit excited about? You know, do you do you have some some? Who's your secondary? Do you have some ties to the English national team? Do you you know? Um, I don't know. Whatever it is for for, for y'all, uh, who who might you care about other than the Nats? Because okay. trust me, when the tournament comes around, you're gonna want to have a second uh, option. You're gonna want to have a side a side one, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: something on the
0: side <laughs> a little something um, on the side
1: yeah i have i have a soft spot for the this this england team um i don't know if that's just their branding but
0: yeah no but i mean I'm, there's I'm well so let's how about this we'll commit to at some point talking about a bunch of other teams around the world that we never get to talk to because we never yes, talk about yes, because yes, we yes. never I like we this. never talk about I the like world this. cup for now though yeah. What is coming up uh, for the Nats? Are we going to have some friendlies? I think it's on. I don't think it's anything scheduled. But like, what do you expect?
1: Yeah, as far as I'm aware, there's nothing scheduled. Um, usually, they do a series of friendlies, including a "quote unquote" send-off series, uh, both on the men's and women's side. So they the the team does, I think maybe has Nations League. Which will it'll be like I don't think the Nations League will conclude. It'll I don't know what what how they'll make that work. But I think there's like maybe a smattering of some competitive matches um over the summer, but it it'll mainly be be these friendlies where all of the World Cup teams are preparing and probably play against a couple of World Cup teams who aren't in our group. Um and we'll play against uh random teams, uh, whoever the best competition we can find is. Um I think we'll be, we'll be a bit of a get uh, in that the, the middle school dance that is selecting the pre-World Cup friendlies, uh, people will want to have our, our stars um, and will will see us as a worthy opponent to, to, to warm up with. So um, I expect to see the U.S. play several high profile friendlies, hopefully away friendlies, um, with some of these some of these pot one big names would be pretty cool.
0: Cool. And who's someone that you, so we'll see, there'll be some, some stuff is going to happen. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. Maybe some competitive games as well. Who's someone that was not here for, um, maybe that was not a big deal for most of qualifying. We'll say maybe I'll just define it like that. Someone who's been kind of out of the, out of the focus, out of our focus for a while, who you would like to see, uh, make a rise and, and, make a case for themselves as a late joiner to this World Cup squad over the next six months? Well,
1: the person who immediately comes to mind is John Brooks, yeah. who played maybe four matches, three matches out of the 14, um, is out of the squad, not, not just not starting, but out of the squad, went in as a presumed starter, and has totally fallen out of uh, favor with Berhalter and appears to be taking that as a personal challenge as opposed to getting all pouty about it and assuming that it's it's the stupid coach's fault. Um I find it hard to imagine that you know Miles Robinson is a better center back right now than John Brooks, but there's something else going on there with his chemistry with the with the group or locker room presence or whatever it is. Um that that seems to be significant. And just imagine like that's such an upgrade to get, to get a champions league caliber center back. If he gets his head on straight to come in with the hunger of knowing that, like having felt that rejection yeah, and knowing what it takes to succeed and knowing, knowing what the coach is looking for from him and having climbed that mountain and really, really earned his spot. He would go in so hungry to succeed. So, um, yeah, I would love to see him come back. And then one one like random flyer I'll throw out there is uh Conrad De La Fuente. I like it. Played a little bit. Played a little bit. Um didn't 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 star, maybe played two games or so. Um and I think has a, a very bright future. He's had kind of an up and down um season in Marseille and had some injuries. Uh but definitely a a high high ceiling kind of player and, and yet another um, attacking weapon but to finish the, the the ultimate answer to your question is we don't know and that's the amazing thing about it is that there will be a starter in the first game of the world cup that did not play in qualifying that probably wasn't even close
0: richie ledesma like,
1: yeah richie ledesma paxton aronson yes! one, of these, one of these fools Imagine the Aronson Aronson wing combo.
0: Family I mean, bands, Aronson Robinson. Come on, they're, they're all out there. Beautiful. Um, this is our last chance to say anything about the World Cup qualifying cycle. That's not really true, but this is this our last, you know, one of our last chances. We should take this moment to acknowledge, kind of the big picture, right, of of the qualifying excitement. So it's easy to start looking ahead right away. Um, but when you look back, Ty, there was, you know, we played what? How many games? It was four or five windows? Fourteen. Fourteen, 14 games. games. Fourteen yeah, games. Fourteen well, games.
1: Yeah. Go, sorry. Finish your question.
0: Well, there was a few. I, I want to just highlight a few sort of um, key moments, right? That, yes. That's, could, I, that's could I just run through me?
1: it real quick just to like refresh everyone's memory about yes. what happened? Because this yeah, was yeah. a very, this was an awesome World Cup qualifying campaign. I love the fast pace, six months in and out, three game windows. Like you block off the week, you're in Nats mode. I love it. Yes. Um, so tell us the story camp.
0: Of, of how this went down. First
1: camp, El Salvador uh, away, 0-0, zero, zero, toast, draw. Very disappointing. Canada home, 1-1, one, one, where the US went ahead. And then um, Davies just like put us to the sword and Got to Canada level. Then the turnaround in Honduras, where the US went down early and then came back and scored four second half goals, and that was basically the catalyst. That that was like the start of qualifying. That was when we knew the team was actually good.
0: Uh, Jedi um, Ro- Jedi Robinson, let's go. Jedi let's, Robinson let's, scored LFG. the opener,
1: and then Aronson scored. Lejean scored. So good. Second window was uh, Jamaica home two nil. Standard issue victory. Wait, did you um, did we
0: already pass by
1: Weston McKinney getting kicked out of camp? That was, I think, after that Jamaica game, if I recall.
0: So we haven't got. And that then
1: yet. let me let me just double check. Doo, doo, doo. Yes, Weston is in the Jamaica game. Okay. And then in the Panama game, no Weston. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep. No Weston. <laughs> so that must have been when that happened. So um yeah, the Weston getting kicked out of campus. Hilarious. So Camp Two. Um, camp Two, we're at Camp Two. <laughs> camp now. two, yes, yes. Uh Panama, Panama away was the first loss. Uh disappointing away loss, but t- you know, tough place to go. And then you had the the Costa Rica match, which was another huge turning point. Costa Rica at home, two-one uh, victory. Or the U.S. gave up a goal in the first minute. Um, oh, sorry. Weston's in the lineup for the Costa Rica game, so it must not have been there. Anyway, the U.S. gave up a goal in the first minute and had to come back and came back with a Serginho Dest banger. Do you oh, remember yeah. that?
0: Yeah, hell yeah. Oh,
1: boy. Spicy meatball and found found that that victory. Um, that was so, so key, because if we dropped points to Costa Rica at home, that would have been... That would have been that would have been dicey. Any any of these points that we got ended up being pivotal. So um, then the next window, you had the Dos at home against Mexico. Legendary. I mean, we forget in this qualifying process that we beat Mexico. Dos Amazing. So good. Uh, the Jamaica away game where um, Mikhail Antonio just demolish oh my god that a ball (laughs) that That ball is still flying dog (laughs) that is still flying (laughs) uh that was that was a good game that was like a tightly played game best best i saw jamaica play the whole window uh qualifying campaign um and then the and then the uh that was that was the two game window in in november catch my breath here um the penultimate window was El Salvador at home, one nothing. That didn't really feel in doubt, but was tighter than it should have been. Canada away. Uh, dos Acero loss, unfortunately, in Tim Horton Arena <laughs> or whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> then a the, then the kind of a statement win over Honduras, asserting that we here. Team's still good. Then this last round. 0-0 at Mexico, 5-1 over Panama, 2-0 uh loss at Costa Rica.
0: What a ride. What a fucking ride. Aside from that one Honduras game, right? There really was not a not a lot of clear-cut points to be had. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: El Salvador at home is an easy one i don't think they won an away game um Honduras didn't win a game so they were an easy out for everybody that's was, that's was part of what ended up happening like like the top of the table is um super tight like right like Costa is on 25 and they're in fourth and Canada's on 28 and they're in first so the gap the gap at the top ended up being very limited because um some of the the weaker teams just just dropped points all over the place yeah um so so yeah it was it was a really interesting campaign. I feel like the US kind of never got out of first gear. Like <laughs> the like the, I don't I don't feel like the US ever was was as good as it can be um yet found a way to qualify. However, it was so tight and and so nerve-wracking and literally every point that we got was was important. Um all the way down to the the goal difference like you know, scoring a couple extra goals against Honduras uh, scoring a couple extra goals against Panama is ultimately what got us through to the World Cup. You know, it's it's something else,
0: dude. It's but so as I said, like, it's so crazy to think back on that. Like it was as tight as uh, as we thought it was. I mean, it's just really easy to forget that this was tight as hell, man. We barely made it to the World Cup. We barely made it. And I don't give a
1: fuck about that. It's well, like, I'm trying to say that
0: from the other side. Like, yeah. you know, there, people are like, what? Like, third place? And I'm like, guys, like, we fucking barely, we squeaked in, dude. And this is a young squad, like, sh- sh- club pedigree aside, like, very young squad, very, you know, uh, weird coach. <laughs> we did it, dude. And, like, every moment, every decision, every Tyler Adams coverage, every every Eunice Musa dribble, got us there, every single inch that we won, we needed.
1: Every single selfie that Greg took in the stands. (laughs) Every single baguette that Serginio ate. (laughs) We were joking like we were joking in the little um, mini so that we did right after the game last night that like we were worth a point, you know, and I but I think it's like it's totally realistic to say that the fan base was worth not 1 point but like a lot of points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I think I think the the let's just uh combine forces with a, the American Outlaws, etc. um Sam's army all, all all y'all. Like that's tangible. That's tangible. The Absolutely. culture that we built and it's tangible in in the stadium, but it's also that because people do things like this because people love this team this much that creates that dream for a kid like Tyler Adams growing up in Wappingers Falls, New York to, to, to fantasize about a life, you know, playing for this team, starring this team, captaining this team, you know, and that's the dream that drives success. You know, it's, it's what makes it so that a young. Ricardo Pepe wants to be a part of this group or a young Eunice Musa. Like the 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 things that we all do to support this team and be a part of this culture are the reasons why it's being successful. So that's a much better articulation of what I was trying to say at the beginning of the show, but we all did this together. We're all doing this together. So thank you all for for being being here with us. Helping to make this happen. No joke.
0: No joke. Uh, we divide up the Bitcoin. Donald Wine is point zero one <laughs> World Cup qualifying points. So many satoshis for Donald Wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! We yeah, joked, he, yeah, yeah, we... yeah. Donald Wine
1: is worth at least a couple goals of goal difference. Yes. I mean, the guy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, on the, on Lifetime? Lifetime Achievement? Yeah, for sure. Lifetime, dog? Lifetime, dog? <laughs> Donald Wine?
1: Wins over replacement? Yeah. We
0: live in Donald Wine's universe now. We've entered the Winerverse. The Winerverse. Entered the Winerverse. <laughs> um, shouts
1: to Donald Wine. Shouts to... Sorry, who else is cool?
0: Dr. Right. Joe Macknick.
1: <laughs> Dr. Joe Macknick. Kate scuffed. Abdo.
0: Scuffed, oh, Scuffed, guys, Scuff, uh, Watki, <laughs> Watki, thank you, guys. Watki's worth half a point. Grant Wall out here. Come on, come on, come, come on. on. No, but Scuffed, we legitimately. have Jim Scuffed thing, brought like. us, Scuffed brought us the Matty Two Hands Turner saves, didn't they? Or someone else did. Who is it? Stats. What? Oh, that's
1: that's Platform. American soccer analysis. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, they they
0: they made Matt Turner happen which is they points that like, They, that's they just, points like for published us. like
1: all of the it, that's
0: points that's direct points <laughs> they
1: they like published all of the obscure statistics that showed that why Two Hands Turner was so good <laughs> and then it became a thing and then it became real <laughs> and now he's he's like a he's like a candidate to start for the US in the World Cup and he plays for Arsenal <laughs> <laughs> we live in the Turnerverse now. it's, it's because of
0: Twitter <laughs> So it insane. Makes no sense. <laughs> so insane. Oh my God. Oh man. Yeah. And oh what, God. what I love, I love,
1: I love this team and I love, I love this group of people that surrounds this team. And, Me too. you know, we're, it's just, it's just so, so amazing. I can't
0: um, wait. Do you know the show How To With John Wilson? I do not. Okay. HBO show. Any listeners out there who've seen How To With John Wilson and also know who Watki is? Uh friend of the show, Sam Siegel, has a theory that they are the same person, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is not true. They're not. I know for a fact that they're not. But it's a hilarious uh, theory. Having listened to both voices and kind of their style of comedy, like I can see it. I can see it that like Watkey being like a secret conspiracy uh, guilty pleasure of John <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> <was> such. A... <laughs> John John Wilson
1: is doing a Watkey impersonation, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh anyways. We're we're all just
1: doing a Watki
0: impersonation at this point. Aren't we all? Yeah, Yeah, we live in Watki's imagination. Shouts to Watki! Uh thank you, base (laughs) god. Uh, Ty, we did it, man. We did it. Oh
1: my god, dude. I yeah, I'm um I'm I'm still processing. It's gonna it's gonna take a while for me to get to the point where I'm just like, yeah, hype. I'm hype about the World Cup. It's like this this feeling of that. There's there's another shoe's gonna drop and something bad is gonna happen has been on my mind for years. And I, I mean, I, I maybe I'll I'll close with this. After I, I watched the Trinidad game in a bar where I had to ask for it to be put on. It was played without sound, no one else was watching it. And as the US was was frittering away all of my hopes and dreams and my podcast career. Um, I was like, literally like banging my head on the bar (laughs) and this guy next to me was like, yo, did you have money on that? And I was like, so much more, so much more than that, my friend. And I just left so depressed about the state of the team, but also the state of the sport that like nobody in this fucking bar cared one bit about the Nats. And I went and I sat on a bench and I, I texted uh, my wife and I said, I'm not going to be home for a while. <laughs> don't be worried. And I sat on this bench. I don't know how long I was on this bench. But it was like one of the deepest pits of despair I've ever experienced because I'm a very lucky person. I don't feel that much despair a lot of the time.
0: You and you and Eckhart Tolle just sitting on that bench. Absolutely. Me and Eckhart go way back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shouts to Eckhart. Uh, so, I, I just can't express to people how, how good it feels to know that that's not going to happen, and how much it has been. You know, even going into last night, like oh, you, know, you just got to not lose by six it that that feeling is still there just waiting just waiting for me where the team to not qualify and so to to feel that weight lifted it's just like
0: like i can see the world in color <laughs> it's a beautiful thing man it's a beautiful beautiful thing folks we hope you feel the same way um i i really like uh Here's a, here's a few, few books I like. One of them is called The Brain That Changes. It's about neuroplasticity. It's amazing the things that this brain can do and how wrong we were for so long. What else are we wrong about? Oh my goodness. Ooh. Another one is called The Spy and the Traitor, which is about a Russian spy in the during the Cold War who it's a true story who became a spy for England. He was spying on England and then became a spy for the MI6 or whatever they're called. Ooh, and was surprising. eventually, uh, you know, all this crazy stuff happened and he escaped Russia. It's nuts. He got caught by a dude in the FBI in the in the America. Amazing story. I like that book. I also like the book Loving What Is by Byron Katie self-development book about how we are actually in charge of our experience of life. It's true. We are. Don't get too crazy with that shit. All right. Cause it can, can get in your head and you can get all confused and think everything you do is everything, everything bad is your fault and it's not, but that's a good book. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you what guys, I don't love any of that shit as much as I love the gnats. We're going to the world cup. This is happening. The big show. Let's go, Sergio Dest. (laughs) Get your bag ready. Sergio Dust, you
1: are going to the World Cup, homie.
0: (laughs) Oh Oh, my! Eunice Musa, aren't you glad you didn't choose Italy now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is made the right choice, bro.
1: Maddie Two Hands is going to play the World Cup. It's amazing. Giassi Zardes is probably gonna play in a World Cup. I know that's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. But I'm glad for him. He's a really good guy. Such a nice guy. Such a good dude. I'm happy for him.
0: (laughs) What's happening?
1: What is happening? Christian Roldan is gonna be on a World Cup squad. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: Oh. He's going to hold that over Alex's head forever.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. It's what a world. Paxton a Aronson's
0: going to sneak sneak on the plane in a bag.
1: <laughs> in, a, in a Brendan mask.
0: Bro, I'm co- bro, I'm coming too, dude. Bro, I'm here, bro. <laughs> bro, te- bro, pick up your phone. I'm fucking I'm here, dude. <laughs> Oh,
1: my God. What joy, Clayton. What joy. It's We the Peeps.
0: It's We the Peeps. Welcome to We the Peeps. Are you ready for We the Peeps? Holy moly, it's We the Peeps.